probably lots of other titles out there I'm just not aware of. <laughs> anyway, Charlotte Hansen's here. I am. And my official title is spouse Sp- to you. Yes. Spouse to That's you. That's your official and the title? title that I would give you is Darren. Yeah, that I'm glad. I yeah. like that title the best, actually. Yeah. Not, not that, I mean, not that I really, in, I mean, my name's okay. But, I mean, if you could have any first name. I mean, mm. Charlotte's a cool first name. No, it's terrible. You don't like it. Oh, I hated it. In kindergarten, specifically. But it's unique because it's not Charlotte. Even yeah, though people but nobody call ever you spells Charlotte. it right or says it right. Yeah, but Charla. Charla, which is really actually does not roll off your tongue real easily. Now, now, now just before we talk about this, I, w- I want to say Charlotte's on here because she's going to be kind of co-hosting with me now. Yes, this I new, am. New format. I've been talking about this new format coming up. Yeah. So we're going to do a little bit of introduction, and we'll have some interviews still. The majority of our podcast will be interviews, and you're going to be doing some interviews. Yeah, I'm excited about that. She'll be doing some interviews, too. I'll be doing some interviews. So we could be back and forth. But, uh, yeah, so if you could change your name to anything, what would it be? Quickly now. You can't can't think too hard. All I keep thinking about is Ferris Bueller's Day Off when Jennifer Grey tells Charlie Sheen that her name is Shauna. And I really don't want that to be my name, but I can just hear her saying it over and we over. We have a Shauna on staff. Yes, you yeah. do. Yeah. And it's actually spelled the way they did it in the credits for the, I don't know. So you're going with Ferris Bueller. Actually, I'd probably just take my middle name. Just Ann? Ann. Yeah. And without an E because it's no, super Ann's real boring. common. You know, Charlotte's not as common. It, it, no, but. it's not. And it's hard to say and it's weird and awkward. And I always, I always liked the name Hawk. Thought that's cool. I always wanted a kid named Hawk, but somehow we stopped named, at four. I wanted to be named Hawk, but mm-hmm. Hawk Hansen just doesn't. No, anyway. Actually, it's. I think it sounds pretty, pretty cool. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It could. It could be. Maybe we could get another Chihuahua. Name it Hawk. Yeah, just what we need is another Chihuahua. Yeah. That's a whole other. That's a whole other discussion. <laughs> but anyway, hey, welcome to New Hope Underground and. We've got uh, another feature that's coming this episode that has not been on New Hope Underground for quite some time. It's called Stuff with Tyler. Ooh. Tyler Yoakum is back. Uh, just talking about what's what's coming up at New Hope. And this is behind the scenes look at New Hope Church. So it's good for him to come on. He's going to come on once a month and tell us about what's going on. So for the month of June here in 2022, uh, then you'll find out what's going on. So he's going to be... Uh, bringing that to you, they'll be they'll be coming on here pretty soon. So uh, anyway, uh, let's let's talk a little bit. You know, people need to know your background a little bit. I mean, they know me, and I talk about stuff and our kids, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, just I don't know. Just tell anybody, you know, everybody what you want to you want want them to know about yourself a little bit. Well, um. 
She's married to me. I'm married to you, and I have we have we not just I we we together have four children who are all grown. Yeah, and married. it takes it takes two of us. It does, it does, and they're all grown and married. And we have three grandkids, which is weird to say that we have grandkids because yeah, it's really odd. I feel twelve sometimes <laughs> still, so it's weird. Um, I am the youngest of four girls, and all names start with S, and so that's why I got stuck with Charlotte, because I ran out of names at the end. <laughs> so, See, I, um, yeah. And your sister's names? Shelby, Sarah, Susan, and Charlotte. See, I think I think Charlotte was pretty unique. But you it is, you it like is it. unique. There's not very many people that I come across with my name, and a lot of times when I do, it's spelled C-H, but that's okay. I forgive them. Well, that's all right. Yeah. Just people thinking Charlie. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And what else? Do, do you want me to talk about anything else about myself? I'm like. Well, you're from Charleston. Illinois. I am from Charleston. We I live there born, now. Yeah. I was born and, and raised in Charleston and lived in the same house. And I had the same bedroom until I got married to you and moved to Germany. So yeah, that she was went weird. from Charleston to Germany mm-hmm. quickly. Mm-hmm. Augsburg, Germany is where we lived. And yeah, it's so I think the one cool thing about uh, having you on the air with New Hope Underground is you'll be able to give a woman's perspective, which is good, mm. I think, you know, which is much needed. It probably in this is this male needed. dominated podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and we're going to be, uh, like I said, she's going to be doing some interviews. We're going to have some talk. So, hey, we're going to be back in a little bit. And right now it's time for uh, Tyler Yoakum. So, Check him out. Stuff with Tyler. Hey, stuffers. Welcome back to Stuff with Tyler. It's the part of the show where I tell you some stuff. And if you hadn't noticed, Stuff with Tyler has been off air for quite a while. So this is a very exciting episode where we come back, you know, sometimes, who knows how often, but we'll sometimes be back. So welcome to Stuff with Tyler. And on this inaugural episode, we have a very special guest. She puts the Chris and Christian, the bush in burning bush. (laughs) She is the global director of New Hope Kids, and she is just an all around great human. You know her, you love her. Give it up for Christy Busher. <laughs> wow, Tyler, thanks for the intro. Yeah. I'm glad to be here. I should have had people pull over in their cars before because oh. they probably are clapping right now, and that's right. dangerous driving. Thank so you. you such can, you such can, a nice you introduction. You can stop clapping now. Right. Last week, Darren introduced me as the top banana in kids' ministry. Whoa. So I think your introduction definitely topped that. Oh, wow. Did you yeah. that, so Darren? thank you. Shots fired. <laughs> Now, Darren and I are just going to have you back like every week just to try oh, and one up, one up an intro for okay. you. But how are you doing? <laughs> I'm great. It's Tuesday morning, 9 a.m. This is our second time recording, so we can just skip all the pleasantries that we would have. <laughs> and pretend that they heard them. <laughs> I think it's a great plan. No, you're right. We should do the pleasantries so they know that we like each other and that we're best friends. I would say that we're probably the closest friends on staff. <laughs> Would you say that? I don't know. I hear Tyler Sturkey, Pastor Tyler, walk past <laughs> people's office all the time and say, hey, best friend, hey, best friend. So I don't well, know. Well, that in and of itself about. implies that none of them are actually his best friend. Ooh. How many best friends can you have? It's so true. Yeah. So yeah. I would, I would, I would make the public declaration right now that you're my only staff best friend. <laughs> Just to make it so clear that that's how close we are. Thank you, Tyler. I, my heart <laughs> feels warmed. 
<laughs> uh, thanks, Chris. Okay, well, thanks for being on Stuff with Tyler. Basically, the premise of Stuff with Tyler, all stuffers already know this, but if you're not a stuffer, which is myself, self-created uh, fan club for people that <laughs> like this small segment of a show, uh, if you're not familiar with Stuff with Tyler, it's basically where I come on, I tell you about stuff that's coming up here at New Hope, um, maybe stuff beyond New Hope, but mainly stuff here at New Hope. So we're just going to jump right in to the month of June, uh, June 17th through 19th. We have Youth Conference. You excited about youth conference, Chris? Yeah, very. In fact, somebody from my house got up early this morning. A teenager from my house got up early this morning to head to 180 to work on preparations already oh, for the youth conference. My gosh, they are working. Wow, yep, it's going to be good. That and that teenager is one that just graduated high school, right? That's right. That's yeah, crazy. and my daughter gets to be a counselor at the youth conference. Whoa! I think that's the title they're giving them. Was, they have counselors. Well, I mean, not like bear your soul and let me give you advice (laughs) but just like college kids to hang out with the junior high and high schoolers so i'm super excited that she gets a chance to give back what she received in years past how's that that's awesome i love that (laughs) yeah so i know the youth conference will be really really good that youth team has put a lot of time and effort in it which i'm bringing it up and you can't sign up for it anymore so basically this is just more of a reminder to the people that have already signed up for youth conference which there's like over 100 kids going so that's awesome it's a great turnout it's gonna be awesome so and it's a prompt to pray yeah oh exactly that's why we have you on chris chris is our uh, in-house prayer reminder so uh (laughs) yes be praying for youth conference june 17th through 19th three day two night um it's going to be kind of all throughout our community but yeah we have we have students from shelbyville newton effingham all the campuses and then obviously all the towns surrounding those towns but um it's going to be a big conference lots of moving parts but we think it's going to be really awesome for our junior high and our high school youth. So For June sure. 17th through 19th. Later on, June 26th, we've got Sturkey's Burger Bash out at 180. Yay. Always a lot of fun. Always fun. June, and good. And delicious. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's great. And uh, June 26th, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. at 180. What this is is basically an opportunity for us to help cut costs for our Mission Indy team members. So anyone that's signed up to go to Mission Indy this summer, uh all the money raised um, from Burger Bash goes in and is distributed evenly amongst them, and it lowers the cost that it is to attend. It's two hundred and sixty bucks, and anything raised will yeah be distributed evenly. So come on out, donate some money, eat some good food. Eleven to one at one eighty. Also on June twenty sixth, later that day, we have the New Hope Kids Family Hangout. Yes, we do out at the Lake Sarah Playground. Have you been there? Have um, you played on the equipment, Tyler? I have until they asked me to leave. Oh, yeah. That's kind of yeah. creepy and <laughs> maybe not appropriate. Um, yeah, we've heard reports that the playground out at Lake Sarah is super fun and super no, cool. there's like a pirate sh- I haven't. I, okay, uh, I'll clarify. I've not okay. actually played on it, but I have been by it, and yeah. there's like a pirate ship. Yeah, I went out there to check it out myself before we actually put the word out to just make sure it all looked great and all the things. There's no litter. Yeah, it looks... Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. Oh, okay. It just looks like so much fun. It's a beautiful setting and lots of space for people to... For kids to run and play. So, yes, on the 26th of June... 6.30 from to 8 p.m. 6.30 to 8. And it's just, it's just a real casual family hangout, just as the name implies. So just come out. If parents want to bring a lawn chair, they can... We have some snacks and some water bottles we will bring, but just an opportunity for kids to play and hang out with each other and adults to connect and visit and all those good things. I love it. So June 26th, basically just clear your calendar of anything non-New Hope. It's a church day. It's a church day. We've got services that morning. Lunch. Sturkey's Burger Bash provided. I mean, come donate some money. And then that evening, 
go out to the family hangout. That's right. We have snacks. So yeah. I mean, you could pretty much. I mean, if you wanted to not donate very much money, if you let's say you didn't, <laughs> oh, Tyler. let's say you didn't want to support anything, you could <laughs> oh. drop a buck in, feed your family, get some snacks that evening, and you've got the whole day down for a dollar. They could, yeah, they could have donuts here that morning. Donuts at church the, wow. in the morning. Wow, a one dollar day for your family. <laughs> let's not promote that though. Well, no, no. So the, there's going to be people that hear this that that realize that, hey, there might be a family that needs to have a dollar day. Okay. And they're going to go above and beyond. And there may be a family who says, we can donate a few hundred dollars to... This is a few hundred dollar day. Mission Indy. Yeah. And they're going to help cover for that family that needs the dollar day. Okay. So... I gotcha. You know who you are. If you need the dollar day, take it. But hey, if you have a few hundred bucks to donate to a good cause, you can donate that to Mission (laughs) Indy. It's going to be a good day. It really will be fine. Yeah. It's going to be great. And so... Uh, that's pretty much the calendar for June. Um, there is one big thing we've been talking about the last few weeks from when we recorded this at New Hope, and that's just a need for volunteers. Chris, I know you're oh. kind of you're spearheading that a little bit because uh, kids team needs volunteers. I mean, like when I come to, I'm spearheading it in the way that I'm like, hey, Tyler, we're in desperate need of volunteers. What can you do? Right. If you don't know about my job on this team, it's basically I hear what's wrong with all the <laughs> ministries and then they're like, figure it out, fix it. <laughs> And Actually, then I then I put it back on Chris, which is what I call Christy Busher here. Uh, he calls I, call, me Chris. I call her Chris, so that's who I'm talking about when I say Chris. I basically say, "Hey, why don't you get up here at the Effingham campus and make that pitch?" You know? Yeah. So I got to put my money where my mouth is. Is that how you say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how that yeah. phrase goes. <laughs> basically, if if I say we have a need and you give me the opportunity to do something about it, I've got to say, "Okay, I'm willing. Let's exactly. go." And the truth is, yes, we do have a need in New Hope Kids. And kind of like I shared on Sunday, I feel like as long as New Hope is always growing and changing, we're always going to have needs. I mean, let's face it. Yeah. But what we wanted, what we need to do is make our congregation at all of our campuses aware of that. Because sometimes people think, well, I just see great things happening, you know, so things must be going smoothly, or they think they couldn't possibly use me, or things like that. And we want to dispel those myths, right? Get out of here, myths. (laughs) Yeah. We want to get rid of those. Yeah. So, yes, we do need volunteers and kids. I know I I would be in trouble with the other ministry (laughs) team leaders if I didn't say that the other ministries need help also. But I feel like we're not that much different than like local restaurants or stores where we just have needs, right? For people to serve in those roles. Yeah. And one big thing was with the launch of Shelbyville, we saw a lot of Shelbyville families. I mean, you probably even see it on Sunday mornings if you're attending the Effingham campus where we, I mean, the room's a bit emptier and that's because we had a ton of Shelbyville families that are now attending our new campus. Mm -hmm. And with that, a lot of volunteers are now volunteering at our new campus, which is great and needed. And they still need volunteers as they continue to grow and reach their community. But at all of our campuses, we've kind of seen some shifting happen where now we're supporting three campuses with all of the same resources and the same people. And so that means we need more people to step up. And that's exactly right. That's in kids, that's in worship, that's in youth, that's in connections where we have greeters and ushers and security. I want to tell you a story this morning from the, I had a conversation with my wife this morning and she asked if I was going to like, if I was going to re re explain this, this conversation to anyone, I didn't tell her I was going to do it on a podcast because I just decided. <laughs> Will I was she going listen to and know? Um, probably not. No, hey, she, she never listens to my oh, stuff. Okay. No, okay. Uh, I'm going to send her the link. Okay. But go ahead. Good deal. Uh, <laughs> so she, so we have a baby. Yes. His name's Huxley. Yeah. He's a uh, 10 weeks old yesterday. Yay. So he's getting, he's getting up there in age now. And we were having the conversation of when to start bringing him to church. I'm pretty OCD about 
You? All things. Oh, wow. And one of those Such things, one of those things is kids creating a disturbance for other people, right? Okay. And that, that extends to my own child. And so we've been slow to introduce him into society um, <laughs> due to his because, ba- baby. Because nobody expects babies to cry, Nobody, Tyler. nobody I mean, wants a baby wow, crying. Yeah. So we've been slow. So we had the conversation of, oh, maybe this next weekend we bring him to church. And that obviously led to a conversation about um, New Hope Kids and the nursery and what that looked like and what ratios and like how many volunteers took care of babies and stuff. And she was, then she got to how, how do you keep, how does it, how do we, they keep him from getting taken by someone? So then I walked Ooh. her through the whole security, security regiment we have in place. And that was met with other questions. Well, what if, what if somebody that stole kids had a kid and brought the kid? And I was like, well, we have a pretty great team of volunteers and security. Somebody would yell, Hey, that guy's stealing a kid <laughs> before Tyler. they made it down the hall. Right. Okay. I mean, what I'm saying is we have it we have things covered we have systems in place <laughs> plus the bad guys number wouldn't match up exactly with the that's, what yeah, that's what i tags told her explain their tags that they wear yes uh-huh. so for those of the, you that are unfamiliar whether you don't have kids or you've not, never um, taken your child to new hope kids you have to check in through a system using your own personal information and then you're assigned a security tag that matches a tag that you put on your child and so only that tag is allowed to um, receive the child with the corresponding number on it. That's and right. So, a lot of safeguards, including security in place, that would never. Which I'm allow so thankful for. Oh, in yeah, all honesty, the best. our security and guys. And we need more security guys. Yeah. Back to volunteers sure and thing. kids volunteers. And so it was just funny, and it, and it made me realize when you're in this all day, like we are, you don't think about the outside perspective of mm-hmm. how many roles it takes to put to to keep a ministry running like kids where we have security people and we have volunteers and those volunteers cover a variety of different roles we have communications teams such as yourself that designs all of our graphics and videos and all that good stuff right yep we have communications and then obviously we have worship and there's kids worship on top of that yes so there's just so many teams and a lot of people that it takes to pull off a weekend as well as all the events that happen like family hangout and all that throughout the week i mean Mm -hmm. family hangouts a little bit more low-key but all the kids events Right. That take a lot of volunteers to pull off. Yeah, so. for sure. So, yes, please, if you're listening to this and you're not currently volunteering and that's something that you've thought about, go to newhopechurch.cc slash volunteer and check that out. Fill out the interest form. That's no commitment at that point. That's just saying, hey, I want to learn more. I want to talk to somebody. And then we can kind of touch base with you from there if you have questions or you can reach out to any of us. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. do that. Uh, Join us on June 26th for all the things. And if you're registered for Youth Conference, don't forget about it June 17th through the 19th. Chris, thank you so much for joining me on Stuff with Tyler. This was Stuff with Tyler. Back to whoever's coming in after this. Hey, we're back. Yeah. And uh, I was, you know, one thing, since you're brand new, to the podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, not totally. I mean, you've been on another episode or two, mm-hmm. but you're totally new in the sense of this season and uh, and also co-hosting. This is new for you. So I think people need to get to know you a little better, but okay. this is behind the scenes look at New Hopes. We have interviews and talks to people. You know, you know how it is. Sure. You've, you've listened to it. Uh, and I make you, yeah. that, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, I keep asking, hey, did you listen to it? Did you listen to it? Did you listen to it? And finally you do. But uh, anyway, I what I was what I'm curious about. And I think everybody. I think this would be a good question to ask you. Is that if you if you know we got a lot of new people mm-hmm. that maybe just started attending here at New Hope and still trying to figure out New Hope and what we are and what mm-hmm. we're all about. 
and hopefully they're listening to this podcast, what would you tell them as to, you know, what are some of your favorite things about New Hope Church? Oh, great question. I think one thing I really, really love about New Hope is that it is kind of a non-denominational church. And I think the thing I really like is the fact that it's kind of a melting pot. Mm. Um, I have lots of friends that come from lots of different faith backgrounds in in New Hope. They've kind of found a home um, in wanting to grow in their faith. And um, friends who are Lutheran, friends who are Catholic, Baptist, you name it. Every flavor. Every flavor. And <laughs> the important thing is Jesus here. And I love that. We're kind of a Baskin Robbins church. Yeah. Yeah. You know, all the diff- different flavors. Yeah. And it's, I think that's really cool. I think that's cool. It's also cool that we've got people from like 20 to 23 different communities. Yeah, that's cool. That, that come to church here. So mm-hmm. it's very regional. So it's not only faith backgrounds, but it's also geographic backgrounds in mm-hmm. a lot of ways, even, even though we're close to each other, you know. And it's also kind of a, I know this sounds silly, but sometimes as a new person coming in, you're a little anxious, like, what are people going to be wearing? What are they going to be listening to? All of those things. But that's one thing that's another thing that's really cool is that like you'll come in and you'll see people, some people will be dressed up, but the majority of people are kind of, you know, they just wear what they want. So some people come in with like cowboy boots and jeans and Somebody else is going to be wearing like, I don't know, yeah, track short type things, and nobody nobody cares. Well, I know Pastor Van's always called this church uh, that we're a spiritual mutt. Ah, that's. I think accurate. that's a good way of putting it. And a also, lovable mutt, though. What you're not saying, not a mangy so, one. Yeah, but even physically, we're kind of a mutt. Yeah, maybe not mangy, hopefully, but but we're kind of physically. It's okay a mutt. if we're mangy. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's. I guess uh, I guess the church is for manginess. It's for manginess. If yeah. that's even a word. Okay, that's enough of that. <laughs> but I was curious too. Like, well, I say curious. I mean, curious is the wrong word because I already know this. Mm-hmm. But uh, but I think it's. I, I would hope that people listening would be curious a little bit to know a little bit of your background as as to how you came to Jesus or how you know some of your testimony. Mm-hmm. That'd be great to hear. Okay. Would you tell everybody a little bit of your story? Sure, sure. Well, again, I'm the youngest of four, and I think I don't really want to spend a lot of time talking about this, but I think it kind of flavors my my um, coming to Jesus moment is to know that I grew up in a home um, with severe mental illness. My mom um, mm-hmm. was very, very... Uh, incapacitated uh, as from the time I was born until actually her the rest of her life on earth and she passed really young but it's not the most important thing but it does I think kind of play a little bit into my coming to Jesus and I say that because maybe it was kind of non-traditional but um, my I remember growing up um, as a real little kid being very aware of God and knowing and understanding that there was a God. How? I'm not really sure. I'm not exactly sure that my parents ever really talked to me about faith at all, mm-hmm. but I think it was just kind of a me knowing thing. And I remember wanting to go to church and being very curious about church. And um, I begged, who, what kid does that, to go to vacation Bible school when I was <laughs> like six. And yeah. um, 
I went. And so I think it was always kind of a curious thing. I think God just put that in me. Well, probably other and, kids at school went and talked about it. Uh, honestly, I can tell you this, that I don't remember that. Okay. Um, just curiosity. And, and also, when I went to vacation Bible school, I didn't know a single kid there. And that was really weird. But I had a good time. <laughs> and I don't really remember anything. But I remember being fascinated by um, stories in the Bible and being fascinated, one, that people could find things in the Bible, and two, that how did the preacher guy know so much? <laughs> so um, that was kind of neat. But um, like I said, I think I was really aware of God. In my, I was curious, and I think I felt his hand weirdly in my life and of comfort because it was there were tragic moments in my life. Um, my... My mom's mother lived very close to us, and until I was seven, she was a huge part of my life. Um, and I would say, you know what, maybe that's where I heard about God, because I know that she was very involved in her church, mm-hmm. and um, I'm sure she prayed for me, and I'm sure that my my dad's mom prayed for me. But uh, she was a huge part of my life, and she died, died tragically in a car accident, and that forever changed our family and um when you were seven i was seven yeah and it changed everything for me because i went from having somebody kind of look after me after school type thing to i was home alone with my mom until my dad got home and um and she she wasn't stable she 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 did the best she could and she did the best that she knew how but um when I was, again, I was so curious about God and wanted to know something. Um, one of my sisters actually um, at that time was in the Mormon church. And I know I became really fascinated by religion. And I just wanted to be a part of a family. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be a part of something bigger than me. And so I started going. And, um, now, and let, also let, now, did, be truthful as to... Okay, I was going to say it also did not help that the Mormon missionaries who came by were super cute. See, I knew and that And at was this part time, I was like 13 years old right. or something. So very impressionable, awkward, two very weird college age guys. Yeah, yeah, and and they were young college age guys, and they liked to come by our house and visit with my dad because one, my dad loved to argue. But two, they weren't supposed to watch TV while they're on their mission. And my dad would always have a game on. They would come over at a certain time to talk to me, <laughs> and the game would be on. So long story short, my my dad, when it came to faith and stuff, it was always kind of, that's on you, you know, that's your personal decision, your thing. So when I made a decision that I wanted to join a Mormon church, they were like, okay. And um, so I did. Um, there are some other things that happened before then that were kind of weird in my life, but like one is if I can back up a little bit, not that it really matters, but it was kind of a pivotal moment. I remember when I was 13 years old, I went to church, um, on my birthday. It was my 13th birthday. This is dumb, but it was like 1983. So whatever. Um, my dad had bought me a dress. Um, I had a, a special birthday dress and I wore it to church and I felt very pretty and all that stuff that goes with being 13, knowing that I had at the time I had huge 80s glasses and really bad hair. And, <laughs> you know, I was 13 year old who looked 12, 10, maybe. <laughs> so I mm-hmm. looked really young. But 
you know, you just, I just felt something. And I thought on my birthday, I want to go to church. And so he's like, okay. So he went with me to which was our home church, if you want to call it that, which was a Presbyterian church in town. And that was a church that my mom, my grandmother had been a part of. And I remember sitting down and opening up the hymnal to get ready to sing the doxology or something. And I opened up at the front and the hymnal that I picked up was dedicated to my grandmother. Oh, that's cool. And I remember sitting there thinking, wow, that's a God moment in my life and not really even understanding what that was, but thinking that's really cool. Maybe is she trying to tell me something, you know, right. She wasn't, but maybe God was right. Anyway, but you're 13. Yeah. I was 13. Super impressionable. So I'm going through this searching for this wanting this significant stuff. I joined the the Mormon church and then about, um, I get into it and I start learning some of the things because they didn't really tell you a whole lot. And maybe I didn't really listen, but I remember being a part of it and then thinking, this doesn't make any sense to me. So I don't really want to get into any of that, but I know I kept thinking, this just doesn't seem right. This just doesn't seem right. So I started reading the Bible and I just made a decision. I was done with it. And I think I was probably 15 at the time, 15, maybe 16. I think I could drive. And when I made the decision that I no longer wanted to be associated. So so kind of finding out some of that was false doctrine. You did yeah, that on your own. No one was, no one led you to yeah, that. Yeah, nobody really told me about the whole, oh, your aspiration is to be pregnant forever and have the spirit baby. I'm it like, because be I remember thinking, now that's, yeah. it just didn't set right with me. And nobody ever told me about any of that stuff beforehand. All I was thinking was, oh, this is, this is just another church. This is another way of, you know, this is another flavor. And sure. And they were so rooted in family and so rooted in community. And that was huge to me because I desperately needed some family roots of some sort. Because my three sisters are all much older than me. They're like 9, 15, and 17 years older, or 9, 13, 17, and much older than me. So they were checked out by the time I was, you know, a kid. And um, I remember thinking, okay, I'm done with this. So I made the decision, and boy, that was an eye-opening experience. Um, Asking to be taken off the rolls. Mm-hmm. I was harassed. I was just a kid. Wow. And I was harassed for a very long time. But finally, it was done and over. And um, honestly, I didn't really think a whole lot about church too much after that. I was kind of going through a time where trying just trying to figure out who I was. And um, and your parents weren't really they pushing weren't, it, No, because they weren't really. In, they didn't go to church. My dad didn't go. And not, my mom couldn't have gone. And it was just it kind of floated and floundered. And then uh, I, I'm not a proponent of um, dating a non-Christian. I would not recommend this to anybody, but um, I started dating a guy who was a Christian and what his parents were thinking. I have no idea, but I'm thankful, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know, for, but um, I actually was dating this guy and um, he invited me to a CIY conference which is christ and youth and yeah um, youth conference yeah and i went and it was up in adrian michigan i just remember that that and i remember that um i remember 
you know, the different groups and stuff. Mylon Lefevre was playing. I don't know if anybody <laughs> knows anything about <laughs> That's Christian going music, back but, a long ways. And Michelle Pilar. <laughs> oh, my um, goodness. I remember that was the first time that I had ever heard the gospel. Mm. And I was literally cut to the heart. Because I remember before that, this guy, I was telling him, I was dry, I was a year older than him, so I was driving home from a date one night, and uh, I was telling him, you know, things are kind of crummy at home, and he he told me, he goes, well, you need to pray about it. And I remember laughing at him and saying, well, what good is that going to do? Mm. Boy, you know. Well, I started going to church with him, and then that's when I went to the conference, so sorry about that. Um, but... So um, how old were you in that? About 16, 17? 16, 16. 16, 17. Um, it was my junior year. And uh, so it honestly, I just was really kind of like an Acts 238 moment of being cut to the heart. And um, it was really kind of cool. And so then I started going to church with a new attitude for lack of a better term, kind of mm -hmm. wanting to know more about Jesus. And I got involved in a small group and I tried really hard. But for me at that point, it was still about wanting to be a good girl. Now get this. I was a good kid. I really didn't do anything wrong. Right. And I partied like three times in my whole life. And you know, in the eighties, that was all anybody ever did. And I, so I was kind of weird that way. And, uh, somehow God, never let go of me, even in the midst of any of that stuff. But, um, I, long story short, um, I did not stay in a relationship with that guy. And, uh, actually it really wasn't that long after he and I were no longer dating that I met you. Sorry. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, that was a whirlwind romance. But, um, honestly, I, look back on it and I see how God's hand has been on my life from the very, very beginning mm -hmm. of how, um, I could have been very tragic, but he protected me. I guess, you know, from the very beginning, my sisters tell me a story that my mom almost miscarried me and, uh, you know, I had some illnesses and lots of little things happen, but, um, I guess the end of the story, there isn't an end yet, but I mean, Sure. It wasn't like any one moment of God grabbing me, but I remember it was in one moment when I said, ah, I get it. And I know what you did for me, God. Mm. I get it now. I, yeah. I get it. It went beyond morality. I get the understanding yeah. of the cross because I'd yeah. always just heard Jesus died on a cross. It didn't mean a thing to me. But at that moment, when somebody shared the gospel with me, it changed my forever. And um, I remember then I couldn't get enough of the word. And I remember going and getting a Bible that I understood. I remember trying to read it. Mm -hmm. And I was just kind of floundering because I really didn't have any sort of um, assistance with any of that. Nobody really knew what to do. Because I think most of the kids, like in my church, they all came from Christian families. So nobody yeah. really thought about the non-Christian kid or the kid who comes from a non-Christian family type thing. Right. But, um, and then... Uh, Fast forward to college, a year of college, you and I got married. Life changed dramatically. Um, I think one really cool thing, part of that, um, and because God had a hand 
and just changing my life so much is that I actually had the courage to write a letter to my mom and dad because when we were in Germany, it was too expensive to call. So I wrote a letter, plus I could say what I wanted, um, to my mom and dad. Um, Mm -hmm. It was basically the gospel. And um, my mom and dad were both baptized shortly after that. Um, And uh, I remember that. It was was really neat because some friends from my home church sent me pictures of that, and that was really special. And I you know, it's, I think one thing about your story that I think rings true with a lot of people is I think a lot of people see Christianity as being morality. Yeah. It's about morality. Yeah. And it's amazing how long you can go mm-hmm. calling yourself a Christian, mm-hmm. embracing, mm-hmm. you know, good moral things in your mm-hmm. life, but never really surrendering to Christ. Yeah. You know, or understanding the actual gospel. Mm-hmm. The fact is that we're, even our goodness can be evil. Mm-hmm. if we're prideful. I think know. sometimes that that, honestly, for me, has been a hindrance in some ways because mm. it's been so easy for me to not not trust God, but to rely on my own checking the boxes mm-hmm. and doing all of the right things. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, I'm 52 now. I feel like I'm just now getting starting to understand what freedom in Christ means. So Yeah, that's an, it's it's a... Lifelong process, Mm -hmm. seems like. Well, I think that's awesome, and I appreciate you sharing that. And I think it's good for all of you to hear, because you're going to hear Charlotte on here often. So, you know, I think it's it's, uh, important for us to hear the stories of the people in our church, and we're going to continue to have, uh, you know, testimony after testimony after testimony on this podcast, uh, along with some other fun things Mm. that we'll be doing as well. Uh, Not that that's not fun, but you know what I mean. It's all fun. But uh, I think it's so vitally important because when you think about what's behind the scenes of the church, what is the church? You know, mm-hmm. the church is the body of Christ. Church is people who have been saved and, you know, they understand the gospel. Mm-hmm. Uh, the church are, are, are we're people who are broken. You know, mm-hmm. we, we talk about the church being a hospital more than it is, you know, anything else. And I think that's true. You know, there's a, there's a lot of truth to that. It's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. You know, where a lot of broken people come from all sorts of different, you know, like diverse backgrounds like we talked about. Uh, a lot of people here, we don't have it all together. We don't know, you know, not everybody knows everything. But what we what we try to do, though, is try to submit to the authority of the Bible. We try to submit to the authority of Jesus himself. Mm-hmm. We try to understand and get it through our thick skulls that it's about grace and what he's done for us. Mm-hmm. It's uh, John 3.16, you know. and uh, It's about Jesus. It's not about us. Exactly. And I uh, so that's one thing, you know, I think that's, Everyone here needs, to, you know, is listening needs to hear. It, whether you've been going to New Hope for a long time or you haven't been going very long, uh, at least try to understand that even though things, you know, won't always be perfect and it's kind of messy, like a family is. Mm-hmm. That's exactly uh, the way it's like here. And so you're going to hear people with messed up lives mm-hmm. uh, who have been turned around because of what Jesus has done mm-hmm. on this podcast. So stay tuned. And keep checking us out. Subscribe, and you'll we'll be on every other week. So we'll see you in two weeks. Then in the